0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is part three of Hot Takes that will probably get us in trouble. All right, so this is the final part of this three-part episode. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. You probably already heard Rico doing his um, Jeopardy thing music. And I left it in there on purpose because he's petty, so I was being shady. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but shout out to Rico and Don for being a part of the show this week. We really appreciate it. I did explain in the first episode that Alexis and Janae both had school and needed the time to study. So shout out to the girls. And now hopefully they'll be back for the next time that we do hot takes. And of course you guys, I am your Tiffany E I'm one fourth of all of the co-hosts Janae and Alexis and Nicole. Thank you guys for listening. And I hope you guys enjoyed the final part of hot takes.
1: understand anymore mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. how at the end of the day it is a business
2: which is so funny because they love to say what's they love to they think they know what's best for business and they will talk they will use all these insider terms because they think it's cool to use all these insider terms but still don't understand that it's a fucking business
1: Yeah, but they don't understand how it's a business, and they don't, and that's why I say every day, and I was like, and I would tell, like, people who like it on, like, these Instagram posts and all sorts of shit would get so, and they're fucking feelings about shit, and I was like, it's a business, and I was like, and no offense, and especially, like, Maria was another one who who literally would set me off about this. Mm Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not feeling bad because she was trying to say, oh, I got laid off. I'm a mother. And it's a pandemic. And blah, blah, blah. And I was like, bitch, I was like, you have a house that's worth a few hundred thousand dollars Mm. to be nice, to be, to, and that's probably low balling it. You have a separate business mm-hmm. that does very well. Very well. Like she's an she, she has, a has an event planning business. She has an event planning business that does yes. very well. Yes, she oh,
0: does. Geez. That's how she was able to, to really plan out the women of wrestling army. That's how she was able to make that how so do you think successful. She, that's how she paid for that.
3: Yep. She is a Chicago woman, may I say.
1: Oh, goodness I don't give a shit. I mean, I talked to her, like, you know, like, we talked to her with We Love Wrestling, so it's like, neither here nor there now, but it's like, at the same time, it was like, I was like, girl, especially, like, during then, when I was like, I was like, I literally got laid off twice.
0: Hmm.
1: And I had no backup income. I had no second plan, because... At that time, the industry that I was in, that I'm still in, was one of the industries that was always supposed to be guaranteed that you would have business regardless of what's going on. Like I worked in hospitality. Hospitality was supposed to be one of the industries that regardless of what's going on, you will always have business. Because when I was in college and then even when I was at my last job, they said, there's always two things. I said, there's two industries. that will always never get other three industries. I will never go out of business. Um, education. Cause people are always going to get some type of education. Right. Um, the medical industry. Because people are going to be sick. People need um, care or people need to stay healthy and hospitality because people are always going to go out to eat and people are always going to go on vacation so i lost that and i was at the point where i was like i thought i was gonna have to move home and all sorts of shit so I was like, "Bitch,
2: don't you ever do mm. say
1: no shit." So, and especially like once I got on that aspect, and especially when a lot of these wrestlers have second stream of income, I'm like, "They're fine, right?" And I like, think it's I
3: said a
2: business, this, I, yeah. And I think I said I, I said this, started to say this recently, but. WWE, like if you're gonna get fired from anywhere, WWE is one of the best places to get fired from because they will well, give you three months where they will still pay you. You're not employed, but they're gonna continue paying you for three months. And if you were a nobody before you got signed, you had no amount, they just saw you on a whim and signed you, and then after six months, they were like, mm, actually, never mind, we're not seeing it for you right now. You being let go, boost your names just on that alone because how many people have we seen even with the month the 60 day or 90 day non-compete clause they will still be able to ride that wave of being a former WWE superstar yep I'm like no other company does that And, and no other industry does that where even if you were in this company for a cup of coffee the fact that you were fired, you, you get three, you get one to three months where you're able to sit at home and get paid. And named, your name, your status gets boosted just by the fact that you were there and now you're not.
3: Hmm.
0: If you play your cards, right? And you know, invest your money while your time and tenure being there, you can make yourself into whatever you want off of that paycheck. Okay. Hmm.
2: And that's why I think it's so funny that you got someone like Bronson Reed who was talking all Man. that good shit. And oh. look where he at now. And wasn't doing
0: shit in, in impact. I'm
2: <laughs> and he not really doing shit now because he comes out there, and what kind of reaction does he get? Crickets. Lukewarm with them tittles. Got them tittles out there. And listen, kids. and and you know what? And I'm like, and it's so really? hilarious because when we when he got released we were all upset because we were we all saw it for him we liked him we thought he was a good wrestler he was a decent talker and none of us understood what WWE saw that we didn't see that led to his release and now we do
3: he's better as
0: a face than
2: he is as a heel which is very which that's something that I, I never that you don't say that about people often
0: he works better as a face than he does as a heel. Lacey Evans is the opposite. Lacey Evans can work both, but it's the type of heel that she presents that people resonate with. She needs to go back to the persona that she was, but still have um, aspects of her um. Her military, her military stuff in there, the Rosie DeRuiter-style character worked for her. Nicole's thing was if they had to brought her to the main roster and utilize that in the best way possible, the first face run she had on the roster was her best time as a face. That was some of her best work, mainly yeah. because they bolstered her by putting her on that show with Montel, helping to build those houses for the veterans. They put her out there like that, but it's like now they don't know how to use her. They don't know how to put and her it's so out
2: weird there. because like personal feelings about Lacey aside, because I've been I've been knew that bitch was weird, but it's not hard to get her over. They're just trying to do too much, and it's like she's not someone who needs a lot of overproduction and mm. vignettes to get over.
3: She well, just saying.
2: A bitchy southern woman. Like that worked for her. Mm -hmm. That was her shtick. And it and I'm like, it worked as a heel and it worked as a face. Like her 2020 face run was really good. And then they went and turned her heel for no reason. And then it's been downhill ever since.
3: I mean, I wouldn't say it was a heel turn that made it downhill.
2: I say the heel turn made it go downhill because she she turned heel on Naomi at a for a karaoke contest.
3: But she wasn't putting in the effort. She wasn't, wasn't turning heel. That wasn't the issue. She wasn't putting in the effort for real. Cause she was still heel throughout that time and her ass got pregnant. Yep. And she was phoning in her shit because she didn't know what was going on. So it wasn't And that's
2: what I'm saying. Cause I'm like, cause that heel turn in the early, not not the heel turn it was her that we just saw. I'm talking the heel turn during the pandemic era.
0: I'm saying the it was,
3: turn itself wasn't the problem. It was lacing. So the hill said, so like, say, who was a good hill turn example? When they tried to turn Becky Hill and it didn't work because it just genuinely did the not work. The first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The hill turn didn't work. When they say, like, with the first leg of Bailey's long ass reign. It wasn't the heel turn that wasn't working. It was her ass. Cause she it was her. She... Yep. So sometimes it's not the turn. It's more so the person. They got to find their groove. And Lacey, all you had to do is flat out in that bitch here and get her ass a whistle. <laughs> it's not that hard. They, you they know was... what? That's not that a bad might... idea. Three
2: uh,
3: percenter, y'all. Come on now.
2: Shut up. <laughs> honestly, yeah,
3: flat iron there, Lacey, like is, is I was, superior. I said was you should. People were saying I don't want her like Sla- Sergeant Slaughter, but I'm like, what else? To, what is she going to do? She of options. She got to grow somewhere. You got to pick and pull from somewhere. Let her ass do the same thing Ivy was doing. Get a little boot camp going. Had a ass training. She'd be running out of matches. Say real, win the belt. In the midst of SummerSlam, it'd be Lacey challenging her. She running her boot camp in the middle of Rhea matches and shit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, that would
1: be funny.
3: Honestly,
2: enough. that would be so hilarious. She's having a match. She, she, uh, she has them surround the apron running drills.
0: I watching do, them, oh. do some shit like that
3: with the motherfucking whistle and shit. Like it's not hard to be creative. They overthink the process. Fair.
2: Yeah
3: let's give revenge like this bitch just posted a video of her taking pictures with guns <laughs> Unhinged.
2: oh when she did that when she did that, <laughs> that that series of photos where she was like oh my god i have an only f- or, uh premium content coming soon as a joke <laughs>
3: it's not hard you just gotta be smart with think outside the box
2: and the thing is it's not like Lacey isn't a creative person either like when they were doing money in the bank in the headquarters and she did those videos trying to get in like mm-hmm. that was shit that she just did on her own like Lacey's a creative person again personal biases aside it's not it shouldn't be this difficult for her to be successful
0: it is difficult when somebody's curating it and you're following what they're telling you. Yeah. To Lacey's credit, yes, Lacey can be very creative. But, but Lacey also, also...
1: Let's, let's kick it up a notch. Triple H didn't know what to do with her, much to do with her while she was in NXT when he was down there.
2: He did it, And that's something that I've always had beef with Hunter about is that it, and this is some, because I, I, it was with Lacey, with Chelsea diana um, there were so many yeah
1: there's quite a few people he did not know what to do with them but you know who would have known what to do with them Vince. dusty
2: mm-hmm. oh yeah dust oh my thank Re- you rest in peace
3: it's okay. That makes me so.
1: That's what I say. Me. That mul- I say that a lot of times. I said the one thing that really makes me upset. You know that he's not here for like his grandkids and his son and all that bullshit or whatever. Is that? Yeah, that aside. he, all that shit aside, a lot of these, some of these modern people who are in NXT right now, really, really, really could have used him, his help. Mm-hmm. I agree. Lacey mm-hmm. is a and big
2: one. That. Lacey. She's Mandy. a real,
1: real big one because she had the problem Sasha had. Mm-hmm. Where she yeah. was flip-flopping characters every couple. It was a mess. No one, no everyone's like, I don't know what to do. No one. Because nothing was sticking. They were trying five million things. They were trying stuff that was almost there but wasn't there.
2: And then they sent her up for no reason.
0: They Ew. sent her up because they didn't know what to do with her, Rico. That was the that's clearest. my point. They didn't know what to do. Uh, and then that's they what saw I'm the saying. bell shit happen. That stuff, which I didn't think that was a bad character. I actually think it was pretty good. I was like that.
2: And that's something that
0: I think do a lot, but especially when, when it turns- comes
2: to like. Go ahead. No, it's okay. Yeah, because I was just going to say, I feel like... Because I've said this before. Like, when someone gets brought up too early from NXT and they don't really have enough time... Because I think Shane is the one who said that when it comes to, like, NXT... NXT is your time to put in your ring work. Put in, you know, as much work as you can with your character. With your... You know, make it as complex as possible. Because once you go to the main roster, they... They dumb you down. They, they make you more simple because on a, for a casual audience, they have to, so they have to kind of streamline you and make you a little bit more clean around the edges. And then she's, Shayna said that, you know, Vince told her that they're told, you know, Hey, on the weekly shows, don't go as hard, save all like the top tier shit, save that for the pay-per-views. Cause that's where your work needs to come out But for the weekly shows. You don't need to do all of that. And for someone who d- didn't have time in NXT to develop their ring work, to really develop their character, to go up to the main roster and be told that, that's why a lot of the people who get brought up early, that's why they have the matches that they do and, or, or they're not as clean as someone else is. And they're not as good because they just didn't have enough time to iron out the kinks that they needed to. And now that's why you get a lot of people who were lazy like Mandy Mandy was lazy, because that's what the main roster is like, and she didn't have the experience in NXT to iron out her ring work that someone like Sonya did, because Sonya was featured much more prominently than she was in NXT. Hmm.
0: A hot
2: take, all right. I'll say that. I'm I'm telling y'all, I got so much beef with Hunter. I mean, I'm glad he's over creative now, but I got beef with that. He's
0: not the end all be all, but people wanted Hunter in charge because Hunter has more flexibility than Vince did. And that's true. Also, Hunter is more about the curation of the matches than he is about (laughs) doing these one-off character moments. Vince has happenstances of good ideas his problem is he doesn't know how to relinquish control and i bet you any amount of money that that show flows better on all three shows than it ever did with Vince because everybody's always on edge as to whether he's gonna change the script for the night and re completely rewrite it like he does shit like that that causes a lot of chaos and turmoil so I'm pretty sure that they're happy Triple H is in charge and I am too because it lends to some more continuity in the shows. It flows like it's supposed to. However, he is not, not flawed. He has his, his flaws too. He tends to drag things out. The shit, with Dominic, father, out, child. The shit with Dominic and his father Ray, should have been over eons ago. Okay? You didn't drag out the Bloodline storyline all the way to Mania, which is cool or whatever. It got extended by Sammy. This originally was supposed to end before War Games or at War Games. They decided to extend it because everybody started popping for Sammy. So that's why we have... Such a long storyline with Kevin, Sammy, Roman, and the whole bloodline thing. That's why it's still going the way that it is. And it's not just the focus is on Cody and Roman. Which I'm not opposed to that either. I think that was a good idea. Because now Roman is getting dog-piled on. And you can see it's messing with him. So that's it's, it's interesting to watch. But... Mm-hmm. The one thing that he is failing at is his women's division and the tag team division. That is an aspect that he doesn't truly understand in my opinion and where you fail you find somebody who knows it better. The way Mm -hmm. that I would compensate for the parts that I don't really know how to book or I'm not good at helping character development is one, you hire people to do the fucking job. Mm. I don't understand it. Why would you put all this pressure on yourself when you can hire somebody else to fucking do it? And then when shit go wrong, blame them for them fucking up. But I. And that's,
2: that's my big because I'm like, you got fucking road dogs back there. Oh, you don't know, don't know what road dogs Because
0: he's not. He's not a character development person. They don't I have wouldn't a- hire him. I, I wouldn't give a shit about him being better. Just because you stole your walk and talk from a bunch of black people don't make you a character. A you a clown. Because you stole all your shit, all your mouth, all your talking, your t- all <laughs> hey, you know? oh, that shit came from black people and I will scream that dead in your face. Mm-hmm. Okay? There's nothing creative about you. You real Elvis with it. Okay. My
1: thing is, what Hunter is at—he's good at some things. Well, he's not good at
2: everything.
3: Thank
0: you.
1: Yeah. Oh, why is labor so high today?
0: Well, and you have work. my thing
2: is—is is why don't you get with some more women in booking the women's division?
0: And you keep hiring you- for your, your buddies to do the job. You got x exactly. back there. You got Road Dogg back there. If Billy I Gunn think wasn't in AEW, I, I think his ass back there
1: running right his mouth. I
0: do. I do. I think he's back there right just Right.
2: And then you got Sean running
0: NXT, over the NXT by NXT. Himself. And if he had his way, if he could, he'd bring fucking Ric Flair in there to do something too. It just don't make no sense to me. I don't have a problem with him, you know, putting people in place to ensure the show goes where it's supposed to go. But you're doing the same thing Vince did. You're just doing it differently.
2: You and got people, people not around it For what it is because they like the direction it's going.
0: That's all I'm saying. But you're not making sure that you're covering your ass on all bases. you only making sure you got the DX boys in there so your boys club is set the way it needs to be set. But you ain't making sure that your women's division is taken care of. You got Molly Holly back there, but you're not utilizing her for what she needs. You don't have enough female writers on the staff. Okay. The ones you had that gave you decent storylines, she don't. She let- yep. She, like,
2: she got fired twice.
0: And I'm just like, you don't have enough women back there to tell the story the way it needs to be told. And even, let's say you still got the people you got. I don't know what y'all doing back there. I don't care. The moment that you continue to go down this path of only telling smaller stories for the women and giving guys like Roman and Seth, no matter how great Seth is, you give them the big stories. The women are left with the crumbs. That's not fair, especially when you have women who can tell the story backstage. You have the girls who could do it. You got the Candace's. You got the Zelina Vegas. You got Bianca Belair. You have Becky you have Lynch. Becky Lynch, will, Becky Lynch will pop for whatever works. If it means putting over a bunch of women and working, Becky's going to do it. Bailey's another one. If the story is there, she got the girls. Bailey will say, put me out there. I'll fix the story myself. As long as the girls are on TV, Bailey will do it so you got willing participants who are not trying to assert their dominance over the women's division you have full camaraderie amongst the girls and you telling me you ain't got nothing right that's what you're telling me
2: you're telling me run around match gets cut by like what 10 minutes or something
0: Meanwhile, I watched Finn Balor and AJ Styles go at it for the 30,000th time for another 30 okay. minutes.
2: Okay. You're, and you're telling me that the reason their time got cut was because the women's war games match went too long? When that match was already shorter than the men's? Why why didn't you give them more time?
0: They cut Ronda and Shotzi's match.
2: Made that match awkward as hell. Making Ronda it said the
0: they cut that match. And she she's the one who owned up to the uh spot that they did, which they finally did get right on Friday Night Smackdown a few weeks back. But she said they cut the match short because of the Women's War Games match. And then she said, I fucked up because I didn't sell Shotzi's move the way I was supposed to. She said that match was on me. I said, okay. So we gotta be mad at you and Hunter.
3: <laughs> you ain't exal so we still mad
0: at and that's you? and that's you, you why have...
2: i be i'm always so mad because i'm like we're we're always hearing this match went over this match went over and whose time gets cut the women you asked, and it's wait, always a, listen as much as I love Seth, I love because listen, there are some men's wrestlers that I will pop for, but why why is Seth Rollins allowed to go over as much as he is? Why is Edge and That's Roman allowed to go? Well, Their you time know what? Is about, I, I go will go
0: give Seth Rollins the opportunity to do whatever the fuck he wants to do. I would no, do
2: No, I don't care.
0: I will do that because as good it.
2: as he is, as good as he is, we got TV TV time that we got to fill. We got commercial breaks that we got to put in. If you, you're if you're if ma- you if you going over is fucking up someone else's time, I don't care how big of a star you are. That's selfish.
3: I don't know about
0: that. I don't know about that because we when the tables no turn, because when the tables are turning, it's you that's there. Are you going to do that? Because if the story is being told on television and you might take up a little bit more time, that don't mean you're doing it intentionally. No, no, I intentional is he intentionally stealing somebody else's time cuz that's how it's coming across the way you're thinking about it but i don't think about it like that because he's not like that so we're he's thinking not about like that but well, when it's becoming a consistent
2: going, thing
0: the match is going over the match don't went over more than likely the referee is the one who has to tell them to cut shit short when you're in doing a match a standard match That part I can understand because it's only two people in the fucking ring. There's not pure chaos. You cannot control war games, battle royals, or the Royal Rumble. They are at the mercy of everybody in that ring. And 90% of the time, war games matches are gonna go over because you have to set up the piece for the spot. Multiple spots are happening at the same damn time. And everybody is trying to get their spot in a moment. Camera angles are in the way. You can say you have time, but there are usually two refs in that match. Two sets of people are governing that match and it's pure chaos. There's no way that you can just control the timing of these matches. We've seen it happen before in the first war games. With the men, it went over. Everyone undisputed era was in. Them war games matches was long, long before they added the girls, before the girls even had one.
2: But that's so the thing, though, because are... I'm not I'm not referring to a war games match. But the one, the main, when it comes to Seth, the main one I'm referring to is when him and um, Edge had that match on SmackDown because I remember and this was under uh, this was under event, so I can't give Hunter too much flack for it but it was it was no it Seth was, it was versus Seth versus Edge on Smackdown on 9-11 and because their match went over Zelina Vega's match got into, cut entirely and that nice. was supposed to be the match that you know they had her on the show because of the stuff with her dad oh. Which, I mean, you can say that, yeah, it wasn't, it was a meaningless match, but I'm like, but the match had a reason for being there and it was for her and her moment got scrapped because your singles match that we had at that point, their feud had been ongoing. It wasn't the first, their feud had been going on for, I think, a few months at that point and it was going to, and it continued for a few months afterwards. And it was just a match happening on SmackDown. It wasn't a pay-per-view match. It wasn't even the first time they were going one-on-one. I I wrote
3: SmackDown. I wrote (laughs) up. You also have to account that it is production.
0: That also has to go on their head. You can't blame the wrestlers for that because they chose to cut the Lena Vega match. They could have cut a different match. You they
3: can't, up. You're not in your head like, "Oh, are we have 13 minutes and 53 seconds."
0: That's all I'm saying. If if you got you in the match and shit happens, I'm not saying they are completely absolved because yes, they have to focus. But you also have got have to remember, you're in the middle of the ring. You're wrestling. You and your partner are trying to get this shit done. Sometimes shit just take longer. Edge is 40 plus years old. There ain't no way. No match going in. In five minutes. It take that man five minutes to get down there to the ring. Okay? Might take
2: five minutes.
0: Think about how long it take him to set shit up. Now, shoot. <laughs> I wasn't the greatest fan of their feud, but I did enjoy it. However, I know that they could have easily cut something else if they wanted to give Vega her time. They could have easily cut something else. But SmackDown or Raw is never really over when the show goes over. They have at least another 10, 15 minutes after the show was over where they show at least one or two matches. She could have still had the match with her for her dad, but it wouldn't have been televised, unfortunately. But they didn't have to cut her match, like I said, they could have cut anything. Sometimes Charlotte promos be too fucking long, in my opinion. You bring your ass out there at 9 o'clock and you talking for 10 minutes and don't shit happen. Like, bitch, you could have said that in the back over a vignette or something. <laughs> or put her ass on the motherfucking um, WWE exclusive like they did Bianca. They could have did her the same fucking way. We don't have to sit up there listening you talk about how you the champ and how Rhea ain't gonna beat your ass. And I don't give a damn about none of that. It it I like seeing Charlotte. Charlotte looked nice when she came out there, and her and Don a Little back and forth was cute. But the matches between Rhea and Charlotte, not fucking Dom Dom. Okay. Ain't no way I'm finna let no little bitch talk for me and you standing out here, she got on all of the designers and she's standing there with the belt and I come out there and the only thing I know how to do is get pulled back by this nigga. Hell no. Hell no. Half the shit Charlotte and Dominic did could have been in the back. In that back area and they could have argued in the back and that could have been the end of it. That shit with the Viking Raiders could have been over months ago. Tired of seeing no. that. that's all I'm saying. It's not like it's not a situation of the wrestlers. They're not the ones who are in control. The ones who are in control are the one because they're the ones who be in the back. Tell them the match got to be cut short. Referee comes in. He's the one who has to facilitate what's being said in gorilla to the wrestlers in the ring hey, y'all match got cut short. Y'all gonna have to make this short. So whatever you all trying to do, get it out the way early. Y'all got 10 minutes. I'm counting it down. Y'all got five minutes to get this match done. I'm counting it down. What they supposed to do?
3: Wow.
0: You in the back getting ready, you getting prepared, Triple H send somebody or he comes and tells you, hey, listen, we don't have enough time for your match today, um, but we'll get you another day. You've been preparing all week for that match. You're going to be mad because Seth Rollins and them was on TV and you wasn't? You I will be in, them?
2: But that's just because I'm petty.
0: I'm just saying. Real I'm going to be like,
2: Seth, you bitch.
0: Like, blame, like, be real. Blame the person who facilitates the job. Don't blame the person who's doing their job. Blame the person who's telling them to do the job. Because that's the rightful. That's the proper blame. Because without Triple H, none of this shit would be happening. And you know that. That is true. All right. So, Rico's hot take. Anybody else got anything to say? No. No? No, we're good? Okay. My hot take, probably the last one of the night.
1: Um. Oh Lord.
2: Oh God, okay. prepare yourself, y'all.
0: Shut up. So, <laughs> wrestling is wrestling is a sport, but I the best way I can explain my hot type is. Y'all just got to be fucking for real. In the words of God, y'all just got to be fucking for real. When it comes to wrestling, everything does not have to be so structured. Okay. And to make it even more clear, take AEW is not the savior of wrestling. It just isn't, babes. It's not. It's not going to save wrestling okay, their job is different from WWE's. So to put it plainly, you have two separate entities. Both of them have the monetary backing to put on the type of shows that they want to do. One has more tenure than the other. And the other one is more of a very highly produced indie show. Hmm. And they try to do indie style wrestling, and entertainment style wrestling. And they want to marry the two, but they don't do it successfully. So characters very like- dysfunctional in, marriage. Characters like MJF are not going to succeed in AEW. So I'll put it to you this way. What Austin Theory is trying to be is very much what MJF is. If you switch them and put MJF in Austin Theory's position now, I guarantee you he would be a household name. Why is that? Why is that the case? Because what I'm saying is, right now, Austin Theory, he's not exactly floundering, but he ain't giving you what he's supposed to have gave with that championship. Every time he gets it, it loses its luster. And it's not because he's not good enough or because he's not a, a great enough superstar, because he's an excellent wrestler. There's no denying that. Theory is, uh, is an amazing wrestler, technical prowess, high flyer capabilities. There's few people that can fuck with him on his level in that ring. That's the truth. Okay. But we're talking about overall character. Being able to carry a story from start to finish, he cannot do that. He gets dog walked by every person that he is in the ring with when it comes to the story. If Bobby Lashley is (laughs) outworking you in your story, you should be afraid.
3: Well, Bobby's black, so. (laughs) No, <laughs> <Because
0: fuck
3: that>? <laughs> <laughs> no. he already has a leg up on what, and,
0: and, and what i see is a lot of people like when well, mjf goes to wwe he's gonna be stifled as he should be he should be controlled you need controlled chaos you cannot give a character like MJF, Mark blotch to say and do whatever he wants because he is going to bury himself before he can even get out. That is exactly what happened in AEW, overexposure, too much. You're doing too much too soon. You didn't give yourself an opportunity to develop over time so that these types of one liner gaps catch you. Do actually make sense. It's like, damn, MJF, oh, you're killing shit. Nah, because you know him for doing that now. So that is expected. So anytime that you fuck up, it's going to be a double dig on your ass. They're going to be on your ass like white right on rice. And that's how they are with him right now. He can't fart wrong without them being in their feelings. And that's because Tony Khan don't know how to create characters and he don't know how to structure shit so that everybody knows their place. You have to know your place. There's a hierarchy in every situation that we're in. Life, work, it doesn't matter. You have a place. There is no place in AEW. That's why shit is always all over the place. And you can't follow it. If you miss some episodes of AEW, you lost. You have no idea what's going on. None. Because one minute, they'll have MJF and Ricky Starks fighting. Then the next minute, poof, here comes Daniel fucking Bryan. Or Brian Danielson, as he calls himself these days. Just out of the blue, MJF gets Danielson, and then, well, put starts on Spongebob Squarepants. It's just And then after the chaos. match, someone gets attacked very brutally. And, and then they're bleeding. They're bleeding. All Bring the
2: out the
3: thumbtacks.
0: All the time. Just blood. Just blood everywhere. And if, if they're having a pay-per-view, somebody's in a death match, usually Moxley, usually it's moxley which i feel like you can you know explore them kinks in other ways you know what i'm saying but you know live your best life i'm just saying aew isn't the end all be all of wrestling neither is wwe if we're being completely honest I think that all of the wrestling c- promotions that are out that have the means to produce do what they can and what they should and what's within their scope. Impact is very entertainment forward, which I like. I think it's funny. What's going on with Matt Cordona and that dude that he's wrestling with and, r- and tussling with right now? It's funny. It's funny. Like, he basically called that man Edge's bitch and that shit was funny. I'm... <laughs> He had a whole fucking song about it. That shit was hilarious. Okay? That's what we grew up on. That's the kind of wrestling we remember. Shawn Michaels used to do shit like that all the time. Nobody batted an eye, but everybody else shits on Impact because they're not on mainstream television anymore. A dog Impact. Impact. MLW has good matches their storylines are fun sometimes like when Contra was in um, MLW going off that shit was fucking gnarly
3: when uh, was, was up in, in MLW
0: it was crazy Jacob Fatu was jumping off of the top ropes. that man 300 plus that's a big boy that's a big boy he was doing some fucking high flyer ricochet type shit you like, bitch? What the fuck? You ain't supposed to be flipping this shit like this. But people disrespect the MLW, but you put AEW on a pedestal. Why? Is they they all the- had a place. They all had a place. And Tony Khan Con- craziness, craziness. He went off on Ariel Helwani on the internet, on Twitter. Called that man a hack um, journalist. Said he was a fucking traitor. I was like, "Did he fuck your wife or something? What do you, What do you mean? Like, were you? Was he your best friend? Like, I'm so confused." He's reporting. And for those of a you story. listening,
2: this is your reminder that Tony Khan is almost forty, acting like this.
1: Mm-hmm. It's wild.
0: I I just didn't understand it. I was very loud, and then all his fucking loyalists was in the comments like, "Get him, Tony! Get him. what? <laughs> what do y'all do? Y'all do everybody else the same way? Like, y'all don't go after Sean Rossap like that, which, quite frankly, you very well could, because I, you know, but y'all don't. Ryan Satin don't get that smoke. Ryan Satin interview a new WWE wrestler every day, every day.
3: Hey, nobody say nothing to Martin.
0: Nobody say nothing to him. They don't call him no traitor. <laughs> not not disrespectful. Like, why, why is it that Tony Khan can get away with everything? But I distinctly remember, during the pandemic, Tony Khan made a point to come out and tell everybody that he would not be letting go of his wrestlers in this way. They could work for him as long as they needed to. He was going to protect their contracts. That didn't happen, did it? So <laughs> after that pandemic ended, there was a lot of wrestlers that was let go. Uh. Quietly. Mm-hmm. What did y'all say? Well, it's, it's business.
2: Well, they sucked anyway.
0: It's business. You know, that's, that's how the business works. Well, how about the wrestlers who only wrestle on dark? The ones who got the one-off contracts. Where they have to be called in order to be paid. Those guys, what what are you going to say to them? That's business too. Because I distinctly remember in WWE, the same thing was happening where people were getting let go. Their contracts was up in NXT at the time. You could still get paid for a month. Main roster, you still got paid for three months. Just like Rico said. But everybody was pissed. Everybody was in their feelings. They should go to AEW, man. Why? They're going to get released in a couple months, too. Uh They're not going to be used. You tell me, what does, who revolves around the top, around them belts. There's so many fucking belts in AEW. From the set of Ring of Honor belts to the set of AEW belts, the main title, TBS title, to the Transatlantic title, the Uh, team team
2: title. The trios title.
0: Trios titles, women's championships, tag team title. (laughs) How many fucking belts do you need? Everybody can't be champion. You got to know your place. But they counterpart, same thing. It's certain people who are revolving around those titles at a certain time. There's a rarity you see anybody new gaining those titles. It's usually a former champion or it's somebody who's been built up to be champion. The Biancas, the Charlottes, the Beckys, the Baileys, same shit different toilet but because it's dressed with a w on the front of it you don't want to shit it you want to act like it's different there is no difference between aew and wwe man they two sides are the same coin it has been that way since its inception and one of its creators jumped ship because he knew the type of audience that y'all curated was not going to be able to accept what he was trying to do as a character. And the very same thing is going to happen with several other superstars in AEW because of the audience that you've curated. White male between the ages of 18 and 35. 45. Males too. The now-
2: lowest. The lowest
3: denominator because jericho bring in that demographic of forty five year olds.
0: so <laughs> now if you want to call the spade a spade let's call it a spade we all know wwe ain't shit and most wwe fans are not delusional like that because you just heard us calling them out prior to this final hot take right rico been on mm-hmm. their ass about how they've been doing their women's division Rightfully so, because it has not been progressing like it should be. Don is on the ass because they don't curate enough stories for everybody. Rightfully so, because they don't. Nicole on the ass because they barely do what they're supposed to do in terms of tag teams, the women's division, the whole nine. Rightfully so because they don't. But y'all don't give AEW the same smoke. You let them fuck up and you make up excuses for it. And you sit there and you look at me like I'm crazy because I don't want to watch it.
3: <laughs>
0: I can't follow it.
2: And the things we have been called for calling them out.
0: I can't follow it so I can understand what's going on. On occasion they'll have something that sparks interest and I'm like, okay, cool. Final part. Let's take Soraya. Ugh. Paige came back. The world was on fire. Everybody was like, look at WWE. They lost out on Soraya. They could have let her wrestle. <laughs> they could have. <laughs> but they ain't want to. No, they,
3: you
2: yeah.
0: They didn't want to. They
2: spared us.
0: Because what y'all yeah, got was some story. shitty promos. She tried to do what everybody else was doing from Miro. This isn't the other company. Like, at least you guys are let me wrestle, right? Did that awkward silence and nobody said anything? Mm
3: hmm. It was like, girl, you came here to wrestle?
0: And I guess. After a while, being a face didn't work for her, so they switched her from being a face to a heel, and now she's spray painting people with L's on their ass when they when they lose. And I said to myself, "Where have I seen that before?" Oh, to the, stratus.
1: the Bellas,
0: yeah, the Bellas, did yeah, the it Bellas, to the
1: Bellas, Bellas did it to her. Bellas.
0: Did, did, mm-hmm. yes, they did. I said, huh. Oh. I thought it wasn't about the other company. You couldn't come up with your own thing? You know, AEW is supposed to be a place where creativity is brick. You're supposed to be able to be your, your most creative self. But I find oftentimes that y'all creativity is lackluster, which is why WWE does what they does. Okay, this is why they do it. This is why they snap and they they cut and they prune those flowers so they can get the best of the best. Now, if you get to a point in your career where you have a stone coast type of of, of hold where you can decide how storylines go, then you need to start making some changes. But in AEW, they leave you to your own device. Swole said it herself. And she's not the only one who's been saying it. They pretty much let you, you know, you get a bullet point. That's it. But what about the guys who don't have the prowess to be able to do that? We know Ricky Starks can do it. We know MJF can do it. Mm-hmm. But what about, what about the guys who are just there to wrestle? They don't have storylines built around them. They just wrestle. And that's fine. But you can't teeter on the line and then yell at WWE and come at their neck for not being able to curate talent when AEW never has done it. Every person that is in AEW are one of two people. They are pre-curated talent, which means they are already sick in what type of character they're going to be and how they're going to produce and show themselves to the world. They are not being given a character. They are the character, right? Because that's what Paige is, MOTS, all of them. All them indie darlings are what they were on the indies, so to speak, And then you have the guys who are just really good wrestlers. You know, the Dantes, you know, you've got guys that's like Leo Rush. Leo Rush is a hybrid type of person, though. He can portray a character when necessary, but he knows how to perform in the ring. And I think he prefers to focus on the wrestling, which is his choice. But you go to a promotion that does that, that focuses on that. My biggest issue is y'all fans that are curating this imaginary war and y'all done hyped up a coked out Tony Khan to believing that he is actually in a war with WWE.
2: Alleged coked out
0: Tony No, nah, okay. Whatever. Ariel Hell he said he's a snowman, so what 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 am I supposed to do? I'm not allowed to see. I'm not allowed well, to say I mean a not snowman.
2: Get sued.
0: Okay. They said a man be doing dope. It's on Oops. record. Oops. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. It's baffling <laughs> to <one> me. None <laughs> of us can afford that lawsuit. I said Hold my- them both accountable in their respective problems. But don't act like one is greater than the other because it is not. It's not better than the other. They have really good moments on AEW. I won't lie, I have seen really good matches on there. Storylines have been curated when it's done properly. They have true, talented stars there that if given the opportunity and really good booking, they could be magnificent superstars and move out of this plane of their career and move into a trajectory in Hollywood that could catapult them to heights they never expected. But they're not going to do that if they don't have the right people in place to get them where they need to be. And that is because Tony Khan is a fanboy who had a lot of money and now he's invested in wrestling and think he knows the game. And he doesn't. If he was smart, he would be learning instead of talking. But you can't teach an old dog new tricks. So... As long as Tony Khan keeps doing what he's doing, one or two things is going to happen. Eventually, he's probably going to get pushed out. And that's not hard to do. And Y'all all think because Tony Khan has a lot of money that he somehow won't be ostracized from his own company. That's not true. He very well can be relieved of his duties from the company. If they feel like he is a detriment to that company, they can get rid of him. There's all kinds of ways to do it. Or number two, he can get his shit together and really focus on being a company that is the counterpart to WWE. If you want to be a mix of entertainment and professional wrestling, you can do that. There's nothing wrong with that. But you're trying to make it out to be like you're not like WWE when you are exactly a carbon copy of them. Jericho has been at the top of the mountain in AEW since its inception. He was y'all inaugural champion. Moxley's been champion more times than I can count. Ridiculously. You had a good face champion in page but you didn't keep up championing long enough and as soon as you got the opportunity you put that belt right back on moxley you have no you have no faith in your superstars whatsoever at some point in that company it's either the elite moxley or jericho that's holding a title that has a weird storyline where they They're the focal point of everything. You're not curating new talent to come up and take anything down. Even your secondary and third belts are great, but they're not the main guys. And the one part that's really disappointing is your women's division, because you have some of the most talented women in the world, in your company, and you're not bolstering them the way you should. Jade is undefeated, 50 plus and 0. And she's your secondary women's champion, not the first. She's not on your AEW Revolution card, and she's the best thing you got going in the company right now. She's blown through the entire roster, including your current women's champion. I don't know what
3: I give a shit about.
2: Yeah, I love Jamie Hader, but no one
3: gives a shit that she's holding up. Is Brit Baker's in the way? I don't.
0: Brit's her second. That little
3: faced bitch always in the fucking way.
0: But she's not. No, in this case, Brit's not the problem because Brit's not trying to take over. Brit's not trying to be better than Jamie. In fact, she follows Jamie Leeds.
3: Yeah, let's see it inside her
0: the problem is not even any of them, the problem is the booking, you're not booking it right, you switched off Soraya to be a heel, which, okay, cool, but what does that do for Jamie Hayter, she's got a match at AEW Revolution, it's a triple threat, I believe it is, Nicole knows more than me, so she can correct me if I'm wrong, triple threat match between Ruby, her and um, Jamie, Soraya, Jamie, and Ruby are in this triple threat match. Hmm. And they're going to be at Revolution. I think that's either this weekend or next weekend. It's I'm not sure. Sunday. It's Sunday. Sunday. Huh? And that's your big women's belt. It's the main title for your women's division. And this is one of your biggest pay-per-views. This is one of the ones that everybody always talks about. Revolution is usually a very good pay-per-view. I haven't heard anybody talking about it as much as they used to. Why is that? I'm through. Anybody else got anything to say? No, I think It
2: it is marvelous to witness the takedown of all of you.
0: And that's that's the thing. I don't want them to be gone because if you cut them out, everybody on that roster gets, they get moved. They don't get the opportunities that they could be getting. And you could really, really I think AEW's existence is a good thing. We got to see guys like Orange Cassidy, which we never would have seen if there was no AEW. Well, I got to see who Page was. I didn't even know who Hangman Adam Page was. I never seen him, didn't know who he was. And I'm like, this is a cool dude. Damn, like, what is. What is-? Okay, well, glad AEW exists. We get to see these guys do something right but if you don't do it even if the
1: something is a little bit
0: of nothing if if it's just something but if you don't make sure you protect your gym if you don't protect that it's not going to last long and they're going to be a distant memory very soon but that's the sad part Period. Well, anybody else? Or y'all got a thing no. off
3: your chest? No. No, I'm good. No, I'm good. He said, today no. you
2: pretty much summed it up. <laughs> And it's late at night, and we all tired. <laughs> I'll do the outro and post. Y'all can go home and go to bed. No, we can we can do an outro. I gotta do the the, the piece of a town down. Well, go and ahead and do it. Piece of a town down. Okay. Word to Janae. Oh, stop it. Well, oh, wait. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Word to Nene too
0: fast. Bye, bye. Cause I can't. <laughs> oh. <laughs> make no damn sense thank you guys so much for listening to our hot takes episode this was a three-parter it took us a long time to get this done because we was just talking like we always do and i love that for us with all that being said again once again like i said earlier a big 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 shout out to the podcast fam um, Rico and Don for filling in because we definitely needed them and they definitely gave us some nice pieces to add on to the show we appreciate them we love them for it fashion files is coming up next week I'm going to have Rico and Don and maybe Nicole hopefully Nicole will be able to join us again for the fashion files we're going to do that next week and we'll have our regularly scheduled episode next week and hopefully all of the girls will be able to be a part of that show next week we're going to do hot takes again and hopefully when we do hot takes again like I said everybody's there and we can get into some really cool takes because I got another one that I knew is going to cause some mess but with all that being said make sure you guys follow us on social media tweet us your hot takes but well, you know the ones that might get you cancelled you know the ones that might have the fan. Fandom- at your neck okay you know the ones that might have the old school fools going bitch what those hot takes are what we're looking for and if you send us one that's real juicy honey we will definitely talk about it on the show okay with all that being said thank you so much for listening and as always i am tiffany e i am one fourth of your co host and on behalf of janae alexis and nicole thank you so much for watching the show follow us on twitter at down for the count 19 and on instagram at d4tc underscore podcast and i will see you guys next time